Gee, I am very tired. How tired are you? Very tired. I've been working a lot of overtime and it is making me very tired. You, my friend, need some sleep. No, I will sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) What I need is a good cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee. Freshly roasted gourmet coffee, you say? Yes. Do you know where I could get a cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee? I do. Where? The Roll Call Room Cafe. The Roll Call Room Cafe? The Roll Call Room Cafe. It's located at 17229 Wayside Drive in Dumfries, Virginia. The Roll Call Room Cafe uses only the finest premium gourmet beans and, unlike national chains, the Roll Call Room Cafe imports, roasts, grinds, and packages their coffee on site. Sounds delicious, Roland. It is. But Roland, I'm in Nebraska. No problem there. You can order their coffee online at www.rollcallroomcafe.com. Rollcallroomcafe.com? Rollcallroomcafe.com. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. Excuses sound best to the person that's making them up. Because you grew up in a household with dysfunction, trauma, mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional abuse. Doesn't mean that that's the outcome of what your life, your career is destined to be. What are you gonna do? I don't want you to get all emotional from this message that I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, that's that real shit right there. Ten minutes later, ten days later, you go back to doing the same shit. It's ghost season. If you ever see me in a Rolls Royce, a private plane, a six or seven star hotel, living my life to the fullest, don't hate on me. Don't get jealous of me. Because I work my ass off to get it. Everything about my life and career, I've earned it. Ain't nobody gave me shit. Nobody handed me nothing. If you want it, go get it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get off the pity potty. Wake your ass up. Awaken the beast inside. Get in shape. Get off the pity potty. Stop, stop looking for the new pity committees. Running around. Telling everybody your sad and sob stories, trying to get people to show up to your pity parties and your pity parades. It's time to take shit to another level. It's game on. It's focused. It's go season. 
You got a problem with your life. You got a problem with your environment. Do something about it. Excuses sound best to the person that's making them up. Man, stop bullshit. Stop bullshit for me. All right? Stop talking. Stop bullshit. If you really got a problem with your life, you'll change it. You're not tired of being broke. You're not tired of being stuck. You're not tired of all the gun violence and drama and dysfunction around you. You're not tired of being in an abusive relationship. You're not tired because if you was tired, you would actually do some shit about it. Can't tell me you ain't tried. Anybody who is determined to do something, who wants something to be different, it will eventually be different. I'm tired of all of y'all sitting around. It's the community, it's the environment. I'm tired of the bullshit, man. I'm tired of the excuses. I want you to be successful. I want you to stop coming up with reasons and excuses as to why you're doing the same over and over and over and over. Anybody that's 20 years old and up, and if you're real mature, then you're ready to make some real grown-up decisions from the age of 17. There is a such thing as changing everything as soon as you change your mind. You're gifted, you're talented. God has much bigger plans for you in your life. Everything around you is gonna change as soon as you change the things around you. And welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast that pissed off shitbag Steve Commanders and cost my daddy his job and then pissed them off yet again with his number one book, Mental Health Barricade, on Amazon. And now your host, my Uncle Mike, and best-selling author, my daddy. Fuck you, Commanders. Up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Run Podcast. We are happy to be back. Season three, episode four, take three. Oh, I am one of your hosts, Nick. With me is reject number two. <laughs> Lauren, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm better than you are. Ladies and gentlemen... This is the second time that we're this doing. This is the third time. Third time we're doing this episode. With us on the phone is Mike. Mike, how you doing? Let me lower that. Hold on. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing good. Yeah. How are you? Well, we just recorded 30 minutes, and then it didn't record, so this is our uh, attempt again to do this episode. So Mike is joining us via speakerphone. Mike, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. 
I'm doing a little, I'm much calmer today than I was last night, as you can see from your text messages. Mike sent me a whole bunch of TikToks from this moron that does TikToks. And you know how I feel about cops that do TikToks. So um, this guy really, really set Mike off. Uh, you okay today? He said he's yeah, doing better. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> good. I'm a little worried about you. Not to be worried about his moron just pissed me off with his hi i'm a friendly you know it's your favorite officer uh, don't get me started yeah you at work right now i mean no you're not at work he's on a he's on a he's on a coffee break he's heading to work um any words of wisdom for our fans we haven't put an episode out in a month anything you want to say um I didn't run from the hills. Oh, boy. Run for the hills, I should say. Hey, yeah. can I ask you a question? I heard I heard a rumor that you were starting a new podcast. Really? Yes. And mm. it was called uh, Lex Luther Podcast. Was this true? I tried, but the only uh, listener had... Only fan was my sister. Oh, there it is. So, all right. Well, this will get edited out. We're we're back to family. All right. Jesus Christ, Mike. (sighs) I give the guy a little bit of a fucking rope, and he fucking takes off with it. Oh boy. I don't don't know what you're talking about. Well, I um I sent a package to your house. I hope you get it. It's two day air. Um. Oh boy. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we hope to have you on officially in our uh, regular capacity next episode. Definitely. All right, Sunshine, get to work. Be safe. All right, pal. I'll talk to you. All right, bye. Be safe, everybody. Love you. Later. So um, uh, we tried to record an episode and um, miserably failed because this program that we use is not cooperating. Uh, and it's really, it kind of reminds me of the early days of the roll call room. Uh, it feels like we're um, new at this and we're not. Uh, folks, thank you for uh, tuning in. I know it's been a while since we did an episode. Uh, I've got some no ha- thought. <laughs> <laughs> for you guys, it's been a while. For us, this is our third attempt to fucking do this episode. Uh, I got some housekeeping stuff I want to get out of the way. Um, those of you that uh, follow us, you know that Midnight Platoon is one of our sponsors. They are a law in law enforcement-owned uh, apparel company. Uh, if you use code RCR, you save 20%. Um, Drew over there is designing a uh, nice shirt for the rollcallroomcafe.com. Uh, if you will need some coffee, um, go on there. Uh, our coffee is freaking awesome. Um, so love Drew, love Midnight Platoon. Uh, go check out, uh, William Young, his, uh, podcast. Go check out Logan, his podcast. Um, I got a couple of shout outs, uh, that I got to get out of the way. Uh, Haley in Maine. Uh, hope everything's going good up there. Um, Adam, Adam, uh, you have a fantastic wife. Uh, Jenny, Jenny, you, you right? might want to clarify that last statement there. What's that? Jenny, Jeannie, right? Jeannie, 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 
Don't get mad at me, Jeannie. Uh, she's a nurse. Um, Adam, heard you're a big fan of the show. Congratulations for catching up on all the episodes. Uh, because we have not put out an episode in a while, you were able to catch up. So um, we actually did it for Adam, everybody. Uh, we haven't put out a new Calculated. episode. Calculated. Calculated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't put out an episode in a long time because of Adam. Uh, so there we go, Adam. There's always one in the class. That's yeah, always one. That's the guy on Friday. Uh, just before summer, like uh, spring break, he's the guy that raises his hand and he's like, hey, um, teach. Um, I know that we have two weeks off and um, I'd like to be balls deep in an ice cream sundae every one of those days. But any chance that we're going to get some homework for this bitch? And the teacher's like, thank you, Adam. I would like for you to read War and Peace and have a 200 page book report. Thanks, Adam. Nothing like waiting to the last minute. You know, I told my son last year, he had a book assignment due before spring break, and he said, I could do it during spring break. That Wait was March 13th of 2020, and what happened right after that? The world changed, and everything shut down. Did he ever have to do it? Oh, we made him do it, because he had to pass the, the eighth grade uh, to go to ninth grade. The, yes. What was the book? I don't know, but but he, he just, I said, son... The, the biggest lesson I could teach you is about procrastination is because, you know, you, you jokingly say that you don't know what tomorrow and the world could end this, that take, don't take Almost for granted. Did. And literally, here's the best example I can give you. Everything changed. Did he have a hard time reading the book because you play It's Raining Men all the time? Really? OK. All right. So, um, yeah. OK, so um <laughs> <laughs> The other thing I want to give a shout out, uh, he will be on next show or the show after is Chad Holland. Uh, Chad is a good friend. Um, so uh, Chad uh, reached out to me and uh, read uh, the book, my book, uh, Police Mental Barricade, and um, loved the book and wrote one of his own books called Scars of the Blue, a story of police and corruption, mental health and survival. And uh, I, uh, I don't think these go together. <laughs> and uh, Chad asked me to write the forward on the book. And I said, I will absolutely write the forward for you. And um, I was honored. I, I, I took a long time to write that book. And um, I got to read the book before it went to print. And I absolutely love the book, especially now with everything that's going on in this world. And uh, so Chad's going to come out on the show soon. And uh, and um, so uh, I get this uh, I get this FedEx envelope. Do you hear something? It's like this. I don't know whether or not it's my mental health medication not working, but I hear voices. Uh, anyway, uh, so I got this FedEx envelope. I open it up, uh, and um, I said, I open it up, and uh, Chad never told me that I was the only one that wrote it forward. So Chad's book is available on Amazon right now. <laughs> Lord, he's about to pass out. So uh, Chad's going to be on the show pretty soon. 
uh, Chad, uh, I want to have Mike, me, and Lauren on the show together so we can interview Chad. Chad's a good dude. Again, the name of the book is Scars of Blue, uh, Story of Police and Corruption, Mental Health and Survival. Uh, absolutely phenomenal cover uh, book. Uh, Chad spent a lot of time designing this book. So those are my shout-outs. Lauren, do you have anybody uh, that you would uh, like to get a shout-out to? to? Yeah. I No, I, I can't think what's going on in the background. <laughs> So there's been uh, there has been a lot of stuff that's happened in the last month. Uh, it seems like we took a month off, and uh, the gates of hell opened up in law enforcement. Uh, it's been crazy. We're gonna get to some of the stuff. Uh, those of you that are out there still fighting the good fight. Um, listen, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, don't give up. And uh, I hope this show gives you a little bit of a laugh <laughs> since we've had uh, the day off, uh, the month off. Sorry, the month. Uh, these are the times, folks, when I wish that there was video because Lauren, Lauren's face is as red as a new inmate's asshole. It's, it's. <laughs> I've got to take my clothes off to get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, um, a lot has happened. Uh, I tell you, you know, we have been advised. We have been advised to uh, no longer address our former agency by name. We have? Uh, no, not at all, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, when that changed? Oh, no, that's never going to change. Um Good news, no visits from any detectives, no visits or subpoenas, which is no, good no, news. No, no envelopes. No envelopes. Uh, uh, trying to appeal to our good nature, which still to this day makes me laugh because there is no good nature. Um, uh, we have here at the cafe, we have um, a memorial to one of the uh, capital officers that unfortunately has passed. Thank you. Uh, those that are in the U.S. Uh, in the Capitol Police, we have a lot, a lot of fans that are in the uh, Capitol Police. Um, our prayers, our thoughts, our thoughts are with you. You guys have lost uh, two good officers fairly recently, and we want you to know that we are um, praying for you guys. We're hoping that uh, everything turns out okay. Uh, take some time for your family. Take some time for yourself. More importantly, go and go talk to somebody, talk to each other, uh, come into my cafe. I will always uh, make time for you. Lauren's here. He'll make time for you. Um, whatever you need, that's uh, we're here for you. Right, Lauren? Yeah, all, all, seriously, all, all seriousness, <clears throat> that's... That's key, especially now, especially yeah. now with what's going on and and especially here in the United States. Um, we have like seven countries of listeners to the podcast um, and, and things seven. that happen here. Thirty seven countries. Oh, new guy. Oh, well, you know. Jesus Christ. I'm overheated. Um, but still, things that happen here, politically, <laughs> politically speaking, things that happen here mm -hmm. in our political systems yeah. um, or even in our, our news has a rippling effect across the country, across the world. So I'm, I'm sure there's other countries out there that 
are experiencing the same um, <laughs> blowback that uh, um, blowback? law enforcement officers are getting here for the trials of, of their children and the blowback. latest uh, blowback. Yeah, yes. um, explosiveness. Um, God, you're killing blowback. me. Shut up. So, um, like I said before, uh, it seems like the gates of hell. Talk to somebody. Seems like the gates of hell and stupidity has opened uh, just fairly recent. Do you want to start from the most recent thing in the news and go backwards? Or do you want to start with Chavet, uh, George Floyd, and make our way? I would love to shoot the computer screen and get rid of this song right now. Absolutely. I agree with you. Okay, um, so those of you that are watching the Chevette trial, um, uh, you know, I'm always amazed by the folks that uh, really want this guy strung up and, and hung. I think we all can agree as far as the knee placement for the amount of time that he was on there. I think we can all agree that that is generally not a good practice. Um, but one of the greatest things in our country is is the... A judicial process trial really uh well not all the time i mean it, it it's not perfect uh justice is blind but it sees in the dark um and you like that no it's fucking beautiful not really no it is blind but it sees in the dark um i see you said the deaf man to the blind mute i think that some chiefs of police um shouldn't see in the dark and maybe stumble on like a lego or a fucking roller skate and Tumble down, down on your knees bucket. in a field full of rice grains. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, what's amazing is, is I've watched the trial. Uh, I think it's awesome that it's well, kind of like OJ trial. Like let, you can let, watch let's, it. Let's do this. Let's do this because mm-hmm. because this is an old topic and it's been around for a while and it has caused a lot of heartache <laughs> and a lot of damage, um, not just to our profession, not just to um, the people directly involved, not not just to Minneapolis and, and, and the agency that 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 occurred in. But but it's it's, it's worldwide. It, it, the riots here in D.C., that riots mm-hmm. that were across the country are we've seen it. Yep. We've we see it today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just. Enough's enough. But. Um, we've been doing this latest thing or I've been doing this latest thing with, with the survey monkey for the podcast. I've been sending out just short surveys to kind of elicit different opinions. And, and I want, and we, I love them. I think you do a good job. We definitely right? want I, I, the two that we've done before. I know we haven't covered because we keep trying to do a podcast, but um, I want to put one together. that's a little bit longer, but I want to dig real deep into very uncomfortable questions. Yes. And, and, and I want to talk about the Derek Chauvin. I want to talk about the pots. I want to talk about, um, the Chicago shooting. I want to talk about the other things that are occurring to our profession. And yeah. um, obviously we've all seen the, 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 the George Floyd incident. Um, I can ex- speak from my, my own feelings. You know, I think mm-hmm. it was disgusting. I think it was absolutely, it, it, it was the, the most horrible thing I've ever seen a cop do. Yeah. And, and it made me embarrassed to be a police officer well which part the length of time on the neck the the complete lack of empathy for the begs and cries of help hmm. um i'm 50 50 and, and i'm not trying to be heartless i'm 50 50 because um i think i think he is uh definitely guilty in um not rendering no i i 
Yeah. Uh, the cries for help, you, you, you have to admit that how many times have we arrested people and, you know, we have them on the ground, they're crying for help and it's bullshit. If you can scream, you can breathe. If you can yell, uh, that, you can that's breathe. a hot topic. I would not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, well, you know what? That, that, see, you're, you're right. I, I understand what you're saying. To kill an entire nation. I, I okay. Um, I, and I'm not trying to be cruel or anything, but no. I think, I think what the problem is right now in this country is, is that we, not we, certain people take a eraser to a whiteboard, um, and erase the beginning of a scenario and only skip to the end. Like, well, that, that's, that's social, that, that, that's media, right? Well, in this we're going to record culture. just the, the, the part that's going to grip the audience. We're not going right. to record the, the whole setup to the events that took and, place prior to, and what led to the decision of the officer. Right. The and, and, and it, it plays out with the George Floyd thing. It plays out with the Lieutenant, uh, in the army thing. It plays out in, um, the unfortunate incident where the female officer reached for her no, no, taser. Now we'll get into that. <clears throat> I, 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 we are. And um, again, this, the survey that we're going to put together is, is they're going to ask tough questions about each and every one of those scenarios, or each and every one of those incidences. I, again, I, I, I don't want to focus on, on that case, on, on the, on this case. I don't want to focus really on, I would hope we don't focus so much on on Chauvin. I'd hope we don't focus so much on. We'll talk about the lieutenant and in, in, in the mistakes and, yeah. and things about that. But but the thing is, what I want to try to do is, I really would like to bring the focus of this down to the mental health of the officer right, involved. Right. Well, my my reason for bringing it up, and and everybody that's listening to this in their cruiser is thinking the same exact thing, which is is George Floyd. Let's start with just that. We're not going to get into detail. We're not going to break down the case. George Floyd, arrested, placed in the back of the cruiser, transported to booking, end of that story. We wouldn't, there would be no story, okay? Um, the, the, uh, the guy who was shot by the female officer who grabbed for her uh, gun instead of her taser. Not, not go on a pursuit, um, not resist arrest with a warrant. He had a warrant. Handcuffed, regular traffic stop, handcuffed, put in the back of the car, taking a booking, story's over, okay? Uh, let's talk about this 13-year-old in Chicago. Shots fired, call, confirmed shots fired, runs away, officer finds him running away with a gun in his right hand. He goes up to a fence area. He's still got the gun in his right hand. He tosses it just as he raises his other hand. The officer shoots one time, shoots him in the chest, okay? 13 years old. How about your own home? How about your home in bed? How about your home, period? How about some parental fucking guidance, period? <clears throat> Story dead. Story dead, right? So all of these things all play out, which is, is comply. And I've said this a million times on this show and being a former supervisor. Comply and complain. Comply and complain. If you don't agree with the traffic stop, you take your fucking ticket. And then you either call up or you go down to police headquarters and you say, hey, listen, I don't like the way that I was treated. And there's not a fucking department. You don't, you don't, you don't even have to wait that long. Ask the officer on scene I, to I, have a supervisor respond. If you don't feel comfortable, especially now don't, in this current climate. Don't fight. Don't, don't argue. Don't resist. And that's the problem. That is the fucking. And that's the reason why, you know, our other recording got lost. And we were talking about in the previous recording, which is, is that. You've been out of police work for eight months now. Mm -hmm. I've been out of it for almost a year now. 
And these are the instances where I don't miss being in the profession because clearly questioning whether to go back. Right. Because no matter what you do, no matter how much of a good decision you make and body cameras were supposed to fix everything. All right. Well, okay. You and I have had this conversation pretty much all week and we, we focus on, we decided this is really what we want to talk about this episode. Whoa. Which conversation? The one that we're talking about now. The multiple different instances. Is this the one where you whipped out your laptop and you started showing me pictures of different instruments that could be purchased? No, that was the other night. You're in a cruiser right now, and you're on like evenings or midnights. Roll down your windows and blast the motherfucker. Wake the neighborhood up. Sing it because you know you want to. I'm going to tell you right now how many people are listening to that right now. Saying what the fuck? There, half of them are going to do that, and then the other half are going to be singing along to it. Or when they shut this episode off, they're going to look it up on Spotify and they're going to play it because it's going to be stuck in their head. It's going to be stuck in their head because of you. That song is. It's only because catchy, of you. Dude. Yeah. Okay. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it can rain men. But it rain, it's raining. But go ahead. We were having a conversation. And and <clears throat> I had said that every single day, every single night, there's a new incident or a new shooting, a new something to talk about on the news and, and this and that. And and I was getting really, really, really frustrated and pissed off. I mean, angry to the point where I just had to turn the TV off. But um, the media... Mm-hmm. brings on these quote-unquote es- experts, former commissioners, former chiefs, former um, police officers, or whatever the case may be, people with quote-unquote experience or or, or, or um, knowledge. And they talk about um, how it was wrong for them to do this. Training was an issue. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, one of the questions, that, one of the, the biggest thing was was the POTS issue, the, 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 the taser versus the mm-hmm. firearm. Yep. I have a huge heartburn problem with that, with that scenario. She's wrong. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it was a mistake. Yes. But it was a mistake that was made in a matter of a couple seconds. Um, being a taser instructor myself, she followed every command that she should have with that scenario of that weapon being yep. utilized. Now, okay, I'm not going to go into details of it, not going to, into the specifics of it. The thing that that the media is not talking about, and which is what I, I, I'm, I'm like screaming for, is that nobody is interviewing an officer that works the 12-hour shift, 15 to 20 days a month, if not more because of manpower is so crappy and is mandatory over time. These officers that are on the line, not the retired chiefs, not the retired commissioners, not the fucking chief of police of our former agency or department or whatever you want to call it, the, the, it will sit there and, 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 and make a public statement about what happened or a PIO somewhere. The line officer that's out there every day taking the brunt of the public, mm-hmm. being crucified, being ridiculed, being cursed at, spit at, being being vil, 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 uh, vilified. vilified. Mm-hmm. The mental health of that officer mm-hmm. and any officer across the board that are, that's either working right now or wants to be a police officer or is trying to get back into law enforcement, there's no appreciation to that. There's no there's no acknowledgement of that. Yep. The, the shit that these officers are dealing with and facing with every single day. And they and and they're 
oh, if you're scared, you shouldn't be a police officer. Give That's it up. You good. shouldn't be in this in this profession. But but the good ones that are here, that have done the job, that know the job, that care about the job, are being forced out. Yep. And because manpower is so fucking low across the nation, you're hiring to fill a body. And you're not hiring the good quality people that that you should have, the ones that 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 can analyze, that can make that split decision. Split decision. You 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 ring the you know, just hang these officers out to drive, but nobody's asking them how they feel. Like like, like you said mm -hmm. earlier, um, the sergeant from Capitol Police came in, in in the memorial that you had made in in the coffee shop. And and the question you you know you would ask him he said oh you know my, my squad's doing this my squad's doing that but you asked the vital question how are you doing yep but nobody does that and and I will say this is when I look at task force or like uh, uh, President Obama's twenty one twenty uh, first century policing task force or um, Trump Trump had another uh, task force and I think Biden is about to do another task force. The first thing I look at when I look at those task forces, the panel members that or the quote unquote experts, experts and immediately it loses my confidence in it because it's stacked with academia, washed up old fuck dinosaur chiefs. And there's not one. But see, but see, those people are playing to a completely different audience. Correct. They're, They're playing, playing to, the to the political aspect political, of it. Right. But I want to see I want to see motor officer jimmy dugan who's been a motor officer for 18 of his 28 year career i want to see him on that panel because i want him to turn around and say to these folks that are making up these policies and say no that's not right because you have no idea what it's like to push a fucking cruiser you have no idea what it's like to be mentally fucked. The sacrifices that these line officers are making, pushing call to call to yep. call, bullshit call, not bullshit call, major fucking homicide that's going to scar you for life. Yep. To, I have a family at home of, of three kids. I'm a single dad, and I'm going to work as a police officer dealing with the shit I get dealt with every day on the street, yep. plus a fucking pandemic on top of that, which we don't talk about in, yep. in these instances as well. And the fears and the worries that I have that I've got to bring this shit home to my family and I got to whitewash that off my face so that my kids don't sit there and go, dad, what's wrong? Why, yeah. why do you look the way you look? I, I think, I think it's just, it, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of room for, uh, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for uh, good leadership out there to get us through this. But I think the problem is, is that, you know, where are all the good people? Where are nobody's all the good listening to anybody? No, I don't think so either. I, I think that's the problem. I think it's not getting any better. I think it's getting worse. I think, um, you know, what the fuck is it? So I, I just, I'd like to hope to think that things are about to get better and they're going to change. They're going to be brighter eventually. That rainbow will shine across the skies, and people will I once just like, respect their local heroes that don't uh, wear capes all the time. I just want to get to the point where we can get into roll call, and I want to be able to get to a point where we can save a fucking episode and broadcast it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back. If you haven't already shut us off, please do. We'll be right back. Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. 
One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. What's reality with all these questions? Feels like I missed my alarm and slept in, slept in. Broken legs, but I chase perfection. These wounds are my blank expression. My mind is a home I'm trapped in, and it's lonely inside this mansion. Yo, my mind is a house with walls, covered in lyrics, they're all over the place. The songs in the mirrors, written all over the floors, all over the chairs. And you get the uncut version of life when I go downstairs. That's where I write when I'm in a bad place and need to release. And let out the version of NF you don't want to see. I put holes in the walls with both of my fists till they bleed. And you might get a glimpse of how I cope with all this anger in me. Physically abused, now that's the room that I don't want to All right, folks. Back from break. Took a little bit longer. Play that song. I love that NF. Lauren and I are stuffing our faves, face full of yummy treats. Local homemade or homemade baked goods that are given to the Roll Call Room Cafe for uh, sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, got a nice uh, sale going on on uh, RollCallRoomCafe.com. Buy two, get one free bag. Promo code SPRING. SPRING. Um, great, 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 great. Um, and if you're in the local area, we have a um, little joint venture coming up starting next month. Is a uh, local uh, farmer's market Ooh. that we, uh, tried to, we're trying to put together. Ooh, very nice. So uh, before we went on break, we talked about um, hoping leadership will change. and. <laughs> So, you know, we've been pretty screwed over over the last year in our former agency. One of the great things about our former agency is, is there's a two, two agency system in that city. One run by the police department, which I think we have proven time and time again cannot be trusted. For some of the people that are in there, can't be. Well, like you, you, you said on, I think, take two, that a lot of people from our old agency is finally starting to reach out to you going, dude, you're not as fucked up as we thought you were. Right. I, that didn't make it with the uh, other recording. But uh, what I was telling uh, Lauren was, is that um, just over the last week or two, uh, some things have come to light in our former agency. Um, once again, showing that the man at the tippy top has an integrity problem um you know we showed it with the uh capital uh siege when he didn't send anybody when he said hey nobody asked for mutual aid did it for you got copies of all the emails that wasn't enough for some of these officers that still stay there um again mind you there are good officers that are there they are they are you're you're not we shouldn't be criticizing the entire 
workforce for the it's inactions a of few. Yeah. It's a selective few. There are certain, and there are those that are trying to to stick it out and do the right thing. And and right, well, yeah. they're riding it out. They're like, hey, listen, yeah. this guy's not going to be here forever in the department and on the earth uh, for for forever. Mm. Um, anyway, so and, I don't want uh, to demonize the entire agency. But no, yeah. no, no, no. And and go on. And, and <laughs> I'm always I'm always amazed at the ones that uh, Facebook attack. Uh, me or or the show or you, um, those are the ones that are either the laziest fucks or the ones that have been saved by him time and time and again, or they have some sort of loyalty to him. Nobody's talking to you. You're a lost cause. What I'm talking about is the officer five years and under that has an option to go somewhere else, and rightfully they should. Um, but what I'm about to tell you may change your mind um, because I think... I think it's about time to make an announcement that I have an idea. I have an idea. What's your idea? I think you should give them a run for their money. I think you're right, Lauren. I think it's. Time. I think it's time for somebody to stand up and, and, and voice the lies. The 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 somebody needs to speak the damn truth for once and put it out there and hold these fuckers accountable into their own statements. And I think you're 100% right. I think it takes about a month for you to get your stuff together for that to happen. And I would like to publicly let everybody know that I am going to run for the Alexandria City Sheriff. And uh, a lot of thought and a lot of care. I'll be running in the independent ticket. Uh, I will be running against uh, somebody that has been... uh, uh, endorsed by the outgoing sheriff, uh, groomed, groomed, uh, climbed the ranks uh, quite fast. Um, was a sergeant in the former agency that we came from. Uh, but I think it's imperative to kind of lay out what your platform is. My platform is to. Uh, you need to be the voice of those that can't or are afraid to speak. And I will be, I will be, and not just the voice of inmates. Uh, I would like for the city to go from two agencies down to one, which would mean abolishing the Alexandria City Police Department and morphing all street patrol under the sheriff's um, purview. Well, you just want to piss off the city manager some more, don't you? Well, I think mismanagement of this agency and crushing and the politics that drive the mismanagement as well. Correct. Yeah. And um, a lot of really good officers are being forced out or are leaving because they're frustrated. I think it's time uh, that that changes. I think it's time to shake things up. Um, that is my platform on top of... It's about to get real in here, folks. Buckle up, because it's going to give you a wild ride. <laughs> and uh, I think by doing that would save the city uh, $72 million by eliminating uh, that department. Um, I uh, would love to take over Street uh, Patrol and uh, I think put people in place that 
uh, really do care about the community. I think uh, promoting people based on merit, uh, promoting people based on uh, how well they help the cause of the agency. Not you, just, you mean it's not going to be a good old boy system where no. you, you scratch my back and I'll get you no. up that ladder? No. Uh, I can guarantee you that more than 75% of that command staff will not make it over to the new sheriff's department. You should have them all reapply. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've got a place for them. <laughs> I've got a place for them. Um, but I... Cell block to me. <laughs> yeah. I am, uh, I am as serious as... Um, Serious as a heart attack, I am going to put my name on the ballot. Whether or not I get elected is a different story. Uh, but I am a firm believer in is if you're going to do something, it shouldn't be handed to you. I don't think it should be something that should be just automatically expected that you get. I think that there's a major, major um, mental health crisis going on within that city with our uh, first responders, particularly the sheriff's department and the police department. Uh, fire EMS, all of them, but yeah. I don't have any control over those. I'm, I'm not going to run for the, uh, for, uh, sheriff's battalion, at least for, I mean, for the fire battalion, uh, chief or whatever no, no, but, but I mean, the, the, the issue is systemic in, in 10 but... years. I'm going to run cause I want to do all of them. Like I want to be sheriff. Then I want to run the fire department and then, you know, and my in career, like on city council, Broward County, Florida, the Broward County Sheriff's office has the three components, mm-hmm. uh, street patrol, um, jail, jail, court, and court, but they also have a fire component. Interesting, interesting. I well, you, you know, we can morph the the police department into sanitation as well, which is is that that's what we already do. Well, I think they shouldn't be out of a job. Social so, workers, school listen, counselors, and um, I'm not a I'm a I'm not a heartless home monitors. I'm not a heartless prick. Um, I think that the police department should be morphed into the new sanitation department. No, okay. Let me hear your message. Get, get back to reality. Here. Okay. My message is that uh, I think that the sheriff's department has a good structure um, and good foundation to build off of and take over street patrol and restore confidence and integrity in that city when it comes to law enforcement. Because uh, as time and time has proven through FOIAs and through uh, gaining information that the public uh, that has been hidden from the public that are their police department that they pay taxes for um, has let them down a 19 percent increase in crime and then celebrating in the in the same breath a 15 uh, percent reduction in nuisance crime thinking that that is going to trick the public Um is, no, you just have less proactive law enforcement. Right. It's and... disgraceful. It's 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 absolutely disgraceful. And um, I was privy to seeing all that stuff when I was a sergeant over there. I see how they play games, uh, trying to trick the public, reclassifying I, of, of reclassifying of... crimes. Mm-hmm. When when stats start going up in part one crimes, we just reclassify things instead the of larceny. It being, it's not a larceny. It's no, just a, no. yeah, instead no. of it being a robbery, it's a larceny from person or. You know, just manipulating stats. And we've seen that time and time that, again. That, that, that push wasn't physical. It was all in your imagination. Right, it's the way right. the camera caught it. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely hilarious. But it shows the integrity of the agency. I think the time is now. When I've, you... I've got to say this, though. Mm-hmm. Um, giving kudos and credits to the form, the, the current sheriff that, mm-hmm. that's retiring. Dana Long. Yeah. I think his, his if you put him 
in a crowd of people, just his public service, or I should say his community service. Mm -hmm. He is so well known in the community. Well respected. And he gets out there and, and they, the, the sheriff's department does so many community events. Um, more so than I've really ever seen cops do. Mm -hmm. Currently, I should say. Currently, you know, we, we've we've Currently. had we have there good programs no in the past. Right yeah. Um, you know, that ice cream well I truck was nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think uh, Dana should have um, taken over the police department when they were looking for a new police chief. Oh, he was. He, he, he we had a conversation about that one day, well, and yeah, he so said he said he wanted to go over there and I'm going to stop the madness. Yeah. Well, you know what? It got worse, and. Um, you know, like I said, the candidate that the the one candidate that's running, I wish him a lot of luck. But, um, you know, I want to talk about the issues. I want to talk about mental health and law enforcement in that agency in particular. Uh, I want to talk about what programs are being done, what programs aren't being done, uh, their peer support, their crisis intervention. Um, you know, there's a lot of programs for for inmates. There's a lot of you know Head Start and GED programs and college programs, and food choices, food and choices, and all these other things. It's a gourmet restaurant. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 the it's Alexandria Hilton. Yeah. The only thing that we don't do is put a mint on the pillow at at night for them. But what programs <laughs> do you have? <laughs> yeah. What programs do you have to help sheriff's deputies that are struggling? And what are you doing to uh, performance manage? supervisors and commanders over there that are crushing fucking morale um and that are not leading what are you by doing example? to to curb the COVID outbreaks <laughs> and the lack of support to again mental health back to the the officers mm -hmm. and and we were talking i, I think we we're talking about earlier about this the, the nationwide issues of all these cases going on where nobody talks to the officer, the deputy that, that's that's working the midnights, 19 hours yep. straight and 19 days straight with mandatory overtime, no leave approved. You can't spend time with the, what kind of quality of life is that? Well, and, and what are you going to get out of it? And, and what's my connection to the sheriff's department? So my wife worked for the sheriff's department. Well, she no longer works there. I watched her mental health deteriorate as she worked there. Um, After I, she washed yours. Right, right. And I, I watched as... Uh, time after time, nobody asked her if she was okay. She was taking sick leave left and right. They really didn't care. Um, it was it was an absolute nightmare. And it's exactly what you shouldn't do in this profession when somebody's struggling. Um, there's, there's staffing. I get that. But there is also people's mental health. Um, they're always shorthanded. They're never fully staffed. Nobody could ever take leave. And then when you bring this up to people that are high above, they they you know they come down uh, and they ask these these frontline officers their opinion, and they've given their opinion a million different times, but nothing happens. So now they're at the point where they're just like, "What's the point in telling you how to fix it? Because you're not going to fix it." Then you have people that come to the sheriff's department that are appointed. They've never spent a day in booking working. As a booking deputy, they've never worked in a housing unit, but they're telling these deputies how they should be doing their jobs. And that's that's not right. If you're going to be if you're going to come over to the sheriff's department from the police department, and I'm talking hypothetically, and you've never you were never, ever in corrections, it would behoove you to at least spend a month 
working in each different area of the jail so you well, get an idea i was i was i've always known that even from from the the inmates perspective mm -hmm. that there is a huge difference in the way inmates respond to absolutely those that put them there that wore the gray shirts mm -hmm. and those that house them there that well now wear the blue shirts mm -hmm. and it's a totally different because if 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 one of us was to go in there as a police officer and we were to do an extraction out of the cell that was going to go completely different than it would if the 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 sheriff's department goes in there and does it one because of training to the the interaction that that inmate has already had with law enforcement yep but i i will tell you this if if there was some slim chance that i was uh to get elected i can guarantee you this the first six months of me being over there, I would work um, in booking days and midnights. I would work in housing units days and midnights, and I would get to know my ground force first before I started dictating policy and procedure to them when you never even, you never walked in their shoes. So right off the float, you don't have their respect. Um, and that's always been a problem is, is that the police department has always gotten rid of people, and then they've wound up going over to the sheriff's department. It's been the dumping ground for as long as I've been here, as long as I was there. It was always the dumping <laughs> the rejects ground. Of the, the rejects of the Police yeah. Department, yeah. And uh, how that hasn't turned into a problem is beyond me, because a lot of these deputies work off-duty details. Uh, so saying, hey, I'm going to hire them, and they're just going to stay in the jail, they won't be a problem. That's bullshit. That's, that's not true. But it's time to bring integrity. It's time to bring reform back to the city of Alexandria. And my platform is this, the transparency, the reform, and uh, the dignity needs to be brought back to the sheriff's department. And that's what I'm going to do. Uh, that is gonna require a brand new command staff. That's going to require hiring people um, that have been forced out of this profession that are experts in certain things. Uh, it's gonna require a hell of a lot of training to get um, uh, road people ready. Um, but it is something that I think needs to happen. Uh, I think time and time again, we have proven that the integrity of that police department is lacking. Um, and, um, I'm ready to put my money where my mouth is. So I will be running. Uh, 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 the one thing that I heard through the rumor mill was, is that I couldn't run because of residency. Uh, I've got a, a pleasant surprise for you. I have been registered in the city of Alexandria for the last seven years. Uh, I own a business. My business is based out of the city of Alexandria. So um, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so that's my official um, that's my official statement. I'm not going to be your normal candidate, which is is this you know this uh, hat in the hand and uh, get on my knees and gravel and grovel, I mean, and, 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 and not speak my mind. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, whether or not I win is a different story, but my voice will be heard. I will have a platform, a larger platform in the city. But in, in either event, I think, I think that that's really the main goal is to bring light to the underlying elephant in the room that nobody right. wants to talk about. Well, and I challenge the city of Alexandria police department's chief of police, Michael Brown, uh, to a debate, whether or not he wants to do it on Zoom or he wants to do it in person. I challenge him to a debate as to why the, sh the police department shouldn't be 
abolished or or disbanded. Um, I welcome that debate. I welcome it. Um, so uh, your schedule or mine, uh, every time I FOIA your schedule, it seems like in your calendar you have a lot of free time uh, for somebody that's making $197,000 a year. So um, that's my announcement. Um, I know it's big news. Um, you know, I don't need any contributions. I don't need, uh, I don't need any big corporations, but if Tesla, if, uh, Elon Musk, if you're listening, uh, we have been looking for a campaign vehicle. A Tesla X would be fantastic. Um, let's just get a, let's just get a podcast platform that works so we can get the message yeah, out or there. Or Spotify, <laughs> if you can get our pla pa platform to work, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, but you know, I think, you know, I've been holding on to that for a month now, so now I can say it. Um, you know, so what? I know we're really right at our max here for timing. Yes, we are, um, and we didn't really cover what we were supposed to cover. We never did. Nor did we finish my goddamn story. Why don't you tell the rest of your? No, story? I don't want to tell the rest of the story. You're going to cut me off, and everybody's going to laugh and go, <laughs> "Fuck okay. you." Right. No, what I want to do, oh, is we have to come back, and I want to. We need, need to talk about what's going on in in, in society. I do. I, I agree with you. I think, um, I think, again, people need to realize is, is that there is cause and effect. If you do this, this happens. And I am at my wit's end with this. You know, these officers, all these officers are terrible. These actions of these officers are reaction well, so we, from action. We have we we put out two surveys a while back. One about um, bad leadership, and the other one was about um, uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. And I do want to get over go over the results eventually. But I'm, we're going to put together a third survey right now. It's going to be a little bit longer than the first two, and I want to dig into the nit, nit and gritty of the incidents that are currently going on and how they're affecting you and your personal opinions. So, to our audience listeners. Um, Obviously, you could reach Nick at nick.rollcallroom.com. Oh, my God. Right? Yes. Jesus Christ, bro. It's nick at rollcallroom.com and Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, E-N at rollcallroom.com. So what I would like to do Jesus if you Christ. have a question you want answered or you would like to throw out a question to the audience to kind of see where they feel and how they feel, go ahead and send us that question in an email. We'll include it. We'll try to get your answers back. If you have any stories you'd like to share with us, please send them to us. We will, with your permission, um, like to share that with our audience as well, because it's not just our stories. And I know we can get long-winded and boring sometimes. No. Uh, let's get some new blood out there. Let's let's let's. I know we're all in this together, and we all share the same animosities and frustrations and crap. Yeah. And if you want to be on the show uh, during one of our games. Uh, you can email us as well, and uh, uh, we will have you on. We would love to. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't turn around and say, make sure that you know your resources like Copline um, and a couple of other uh, resources. Check out Chris Holland's book. Again, uh, Chris Holland uh, put out a, a fantastic book uh, called Scars of the Blue. Uh, I want you to check him out. Uh, check out my book, uh, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. Another thing we're thinking about doing is is during, uh, I know Police Week was pushed back to October, um, but I think Tent City, if it's going to be held in May, 
um, this year, or even if it's held in October during Police Week, we would like to try to maybe get a booth out there, and we would like to try to get some interviews from our listeners. Mm -hmm. Come up and see us. If we're there, we'll advertise if we actually do get a booth, and we can do some one-on-ones with them. And I have a shit ton of posters that are available to uh to anybody that wants them email us uh, target practice we'll ship them to you uh we got to get this uh this guy's ugly mug on there um so with that folks uh it has been an absolute pleasure once again let's hope this one saves three times the charm (laughs) all right folks be safe out there and as always reach out to us we're here to help you Lauren, yo, how are you, bud? I'm I'm here. This hey, is, this is a process. Nobody cares. Uh, hey, um, <laughs> you know one of I the am not your fucking whipping boy. You know one of the great things about this show is the fan involvement, and the way that we have fan involvement is we have Patreon. Patreon couldn't do it without some support. Could yes. We? Uh, our Patreon supporters help the place keep going, keeps the lights on, keeps the uh, bills being paid, like uh, our web hosting and some editing and other shit like that. So uh, if, if we can only hook it up to Anchor, we'd be really cool. Yeah. So if you go on Patreon and you go look up Roll Call Room, uh, you can pledge. There's different tiers. Um and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, mind you, we, we we don't get a salary for doing this. This is on no. our own on accord. This is our experiences. This is our life story in a sense. And we try to highlight others that share the same same experiences and, and bring camaraderie and laughter to those that are pushing the sleds out there and so on and making fun of those to make us push sleds and whatnot. Yes, but donations so, are great. Yes, don't be a fucking Steve. Uh, go and give up some schleckles and uh, it's like, well, it's like like five bucks a month or something. It's, yeah, it's, it's the lowest cheap. tier. It's, five it's, bucks. Yeah, month. eleven bucks is the highest tier. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's like nothing. Yeah, it is. Uh, so go do that. Pennies at the dollar, and uh, I appreciate it. We all Lauren appreciate appreciates it. it. We do. Mike appreciates it. Thanks, bud. <laughs>